G'day and welcome to the Automotive Society Podcast. My name is Siraj and today I'm joined by Mitch. Hello everyone, how you doing? Mitchy Poo. Mitchy Poo. <laughs> How's it going, Mitch? It's going really good. good yeah. Man. It's been Got a while s- since you've been on the podcast. It has been. Yeah. It's been quite a, few, uh, quite a few episodes since I've been on. What you been up to? Um, well, what have we been up to? That's yeah. the real question. Yeah. Um, a lot of exciting stuff in the last few weeks. Um, a lot of scary stuff too, yeah. especially, uh, especially on the track. Yeah. Which I'm sure we'll get to in a little bit. Um, yeah, everything seems to be revolving around the Civic at the moment. Uh, the little EG that we have. Yeah, I, I think like they'll probably get sick of me talking about the Civic. Oh, really? Like, yeah. You've been talking about it a lot. Yeah, like I think the oh. last two episodes will be a lot, lot, not detail, but like a lot that we're doing the Civic and mm. it's, it's happening. Well, maybe maybe we just tell them about our experience at Eastern Creek. Then just keep it short and sharp and just yeah. tell them what it's well, like. Yeah, so it's an EG Civic Mark mm. or oh, EG. Four, mm-hmm. I believe, and yeah. it is um, wind windows. Yeah, nothing electric. Very basic. Very basic. Um, does have aircon. Mm, does, does have, have aircon. Air yeah, and um, it's white. It's nothing special. Mm. I mean, you've seen the photo if you have seen our Instagram, mm. and um, there's a lot of it on the Instagram, isn't there? Well, yeah, our Instagram. Now there yeah, is. yeah, yeah. Even the podcast Instagram, like, um, there's um, there's a bit of it on mm. there. What else? Um, what what. Well, I, don't, we, I don't remember what we've told them and what we haven't told them. I'll just I'll just sum it up really quick then. So it started as a Civic that I bought off Siraj a little while ago. It's now become our track Civic, completely gutted, only yeah. has one seat, has a race harness, completely no interior whatsoever, and that includes sound deadening. So um, I'd say it would, would be at least 25 kilos in all the stuff that's stripped out. Sound deadening, the insulation in the firewall, and yeah. all the door cards, everything like that. In The interior is probably about... 50 to 60 kilos. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's 100 kilos lighter than what you would get one stock. Yeah. Um, has a Sparco race seat, has an OMP harness, um, and has some aftermarket wheels and tires now. But that's pretty much it. That's yeah. everything that's so about it runs Hankook RS4s, 195, 15-inch. Yep. Um, other than that, like, it's just it's just a great little nugget. Yeah. 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 And um, we went the full route of dry ice, to take the interior yeah. out or the sound deadening out, and it was and it worked a treat. It worked so well. Yeah, and you see a lot of that stuff on Instagram. People yeah. say, "Do this, do this," and two minutes later, you're like, "I've just ruined my car. Yeah, this doesn't work." Yeah. dry ice. You just put it on the sound deadening, and then say fifteen minutes later, everything was yeah, everything you was just crackling and crackles? snapping. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is cool because it actually sounds exactly like it does in all the videos that you watch. Yeah, it, it was it was super satisfying. Yeah, um, like milk watching. into rice bubbles sort of thing. You just yeah. wait till it stops crackling yeah and then you know it's ready and then you just break a little bit off and the whole thing just breaks open yeah. and you can out. feel it like if, if you can't feel it go up a little bit then you just wait for it to crackle more throw mm. more dry ice on it wait yeah. a little longer and it was super super easy yeah and for anyone else doing it uh we got 10 kilos of the package dry ice, so a little yeah. peanut form yeah. um so not liquid nitrogen you can do liquid nitrogen but i think you actually need like some sort of license to be using yeah. liquid nitrogen you i also need a don't want to yeah yeah because um, you can't, you, like, with our, with our package dry ice, we could actually just pick it up and move it when yeah, we wanted to. with gloves and stuff, so. Yeah, we were wearing gloves, so it was easy to just pick it up and move it whenever, wherever we needed it. Um, whereas, obviously, liquid nitrogen, you can't. Yeah. You can't yeah. do that. Once it's there, it's there. And, um, um, and this way, we could also keep our chassis from, um, yeah, away from. exposed to it, so. Yeah, yeah away yeah, from yeah. dry ice as much as possible. <clears throat> that was the easiest way to go about it. And the other handy thing was it actually was painted under the. Sound deadening, which, which we thought awesome. it, we thought it might not have been, but yep. it, it was, which is yeah, saves us a lot I have of trouble. Seen, I have seen a few cars that are not, but I think, 
Um, maybe they were aftermarket painted. Yeah. So yeah. so that they, they had like a lot of sound deadening after like yeah. paint was done after sound deadening. But yeah. yeah, no, ours was pretty mint. I I love it. Like it's a great car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you've bought you've got another Civic now. Yeah, yeah. So I BK. bought my first one from you, and then I just kind of fell in love with the platform. Yeah. Um, and I just didn't want to keep driving my STR on the street. You know, stone chips. Uh, parking next to other cars, getting like damaged, people keying the cars, just a lot of stuff's happened to the car and yeah. just frustrated me as a daily um, having those issues when it's such a lovely car. Um, so yeah, bought a silver EK, which has been really, really good. Yep. And now it's actually being thrashed by one of our friends, Max. <laughs> <laughs> so we went out to a car mate, um, uh, Auto Exotic Car Club or yep. Exotic Auto Club yeah, or yeah. something like that. Um, and I've lent the car, the EK to Max for the last, I think almost two weeks now. Um, cause he's Audi and his bike have both, um, gone to the shop, one for gearbox, one for alternator. Um, and yeah, we were just driving, uh, to dinner after the car meet and he's like, he, I don't know, he just tried to egg me on and race and he's, you know, spinning the wheels up in an EK Civic with yeah. like 60 kilowatts or whatever it yeah, might be. D16. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Standard. Um, yeah. And yeah, it was just it was pretty funny to watch. But yeah. um, but I've ne- I've never heard I've never heard the tire you know the tires squeal on my EK before. But he did it in first gear launching and a little bit on second on the gear change. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, a little bit interesting to hear. No, yeah. I've never driven it like that because I just wanted to get from A to B and that was it. Um, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was quite funny watching a little Civic get yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. hammered next <laughs> yeah. to us. Yeah, um, well, he beat me, he chopped me, so. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, Kudos we weren't racing him. it, but yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like, oh, it's just so much so much car stuff happening. But at the same time, I think you and I really, really heavily focus on track. Mm. Like, mm. majority of our work has been just to do with track. Yep. Um, our next mods that are coming up are suspension because, mm. as we, you said, yeah. we had a sketchy moment at Eastern Creek. So we went to Sydney Motorsport Park, which is... A really fast track. Yeah, very of, high speed, yeah. Yeah, and we had a lot of high horsepower cars there, actually. I don't think we had any car that was even close to ours. Yeah. There was another EG Civic, but it was fully built, I'm yeah. pretty sure. It was it was doing much And a faster. baby seat in the back seat as well. Yeah, yeah, and he was an intermediate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, he was going pretty quick. We are in beginner just because of the power levels, and yeah. we were getting up to 160, I think it was, on Australia, yeah. 158, something like that. And that was foot flat the whole way, top of fifth gear, as close as we could get before we hit fourth? turn one. Did you even get to fifth gear? Oh, yeah, I was in fourth, yeah. I was oh, in fourth. I was in fifth. Oh, I was in fourth. I was topping out in fourth. Yeah, because I was coming uh, off the last turn onto the straight. I was at the top of second, revving its tits off, and then yeah. to third. So maybe I was just carrying a tiny bit more speed to that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was just too scared of how it was handling, how squirrely the car was. So yeah. we have. It's 30 years old. <laughs> I don't think the bushings have ever been changed. The rear bushings were were absent. Yeah, literally absent, like they were missing. So the trailing arm bushing, like around where the little piece of metal is that sticks through, yeah, just, like not there. Yeah, it was. It was completely gone. It was perished. so sketchy. I mean, obviously, in the perfect scenario, we would have done all the bushings and the suspension before mm. we took it to this track. But we Maybe kind of also right? want to get a baseline of what the car is like stock and actually make sense of why we're doing the mods. Yeah. So. So our first track day was completely stock, full interior, full everything. It's a D15 carbureted, so it's not even the EFI version. Yeah. We took it to the track. We actually had quite a lot of fun. Did yeah. Quite good. Lado, 
it, it's interesting, right? So we've taken all the interior out and we think we've actually made the car a little less drivable because of that because yeah. it's now so light, especially in the rear. Yeah. Um, because there's no spare tire, there's nothing else. Yeah, in like there. we we tracked it with the spare tire and yeah. everything. Um and on um less grippy tires as yeah. well, like straight tires, but um yeah when we were at Lotto, it just felt a little bit more composed a little bit more planted yeah um although it, it was, was still a bit yeah yeah unpredictably predictable if that makes sense it's like we knew the car was going to handle like crap yeah but it wasn't that bad yeah, yeah. it know? was manageable crap. manageable yeah um, um and Lotto was actually really good we really enjoyed ourselves we got a lap time that we thought was pretty decent for that kind of setup with two people in the car full interior yeah. stock d15 it was like a 103 103.6 is yeah. what we got. And we were really happy with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And on the day, yeah, we were we were the slowest on the day, but... 100%. It was um, well worth it, and yeah. it was a great baseline. Um, and then, as you were saying, we went to Eastern Creek, a high-speed circuit, no interior, probably yeah. approximately 100 kilos lighter than what it was before, yeah. with no passenger. Yeah. So, um, Well, I think yeah. the main part was the fact that the boot was so light mm. that... Um, you can see it in the photos, mm. even in corners, let alone braking. Just in a corner, you can see the rear suspension's got no load on it. It's completely yeah. high up in the air. Yeah, it's um, like a monster truck. Yeah, it's almost like if I slam the brakes on a main straight, it will do that a wheelie. Might. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> it will yeah. lift up both the rear wheels and just fly. Um, so in that way, I think what we need is a is a big wing at the back, mm. at least for Eastern Creek. I would say, yeah, um, and Wakefield. I would say as well, yeah. That's that's also turn one, like King can turn one. For yeah, sure. that's quite a high high speed track as well. Um, I mean, it wouldn't hurt at London, of course. Um, I think we still will reach the speed. Eventually, we'll reach the speed where it's yeah. actually useful. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think I think a wing, uh, maybe some weight, like actual ballast in the back. Yeah, and like positioned accordingly, you know, just yeah. over the suspension, right where yeah. it's going to act, not like you know, up the front, in the middle, whatever, just yeah. right where it's going to be most well, effective. Well, we'll put suspension in, get a wheel alignment and see how we go from that. Mm. And hopefully that will be enough to at least take out the sketchiness. Because at yeah. the moment it's basically, it's front-wheel drive, but it oversteers so Often. much. Yeah, yeah, like you can go into a corner and it will just try to oversteer. The whole, every time I turned a corner, I could feel the rear end. Wanting to go. Wanting to go. Yeah. And the only way to keep it in line was to just floor it. Yeah. If I let go or touch the brake, any of that. Then it gripped more at the front and through yeah. the rear out more, which was really yeah. um, so, fun to watch. Yeah. As a scared person, <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, I want to brake a little bit more, at least on my warm up laps. Yeah. But not nah, like was it was I got punished for it straight yeah. away. So I spun out on the track day three times. Mm, one it, was a really awesome 360 that we saw. It was <laughs> yeah. really, really cool. He's coming into a corner. I can't remember what number it is because yeah. I can't remember at Eastern Creek how many corners there are, but he came through. It was a right-hand turn, and he just does a almost a – it was like a 720. Yeah, yeah. It was awesome. In a Civic. Yeah, in a Civic. In yeah, a yeah, little yeah. Civic. So it's not like um, I'm driving some drift car or anything. No, yeah. A little hatchback and – um. Yeah, it was just a little bit too squirrely for me to be comfortable. I've my other two cars are rear wheel drive and all wheel drive, mm. um, and the, even the all wheel drive car I have is rear bias. Yeah, so it's a huge, huge step away from that. Mm. You know, like just rear having, bias with oversteer is manageable, but yeah, front wheel drive with oversteer like a ute yeah it's just it's what, what, what do you do every like, corner when it does yeah that? i can't power it out or yeah. anything right like well you're meant to but it's just so hard yeah and it doesn't um, have a lot of power 
Yeah. You say power it out, but if it only has 50 well, kilowatts and you're in fourth when you start that was spinning, a problem. what do you do? Yeah, that was a problem. Like, I would lose the rear end, but I was already pinning it. Like, yeah. what am I, what else am I meant to do? Yeah, change mid-corner mid, like mid corner and yeah. then you already spun, so it doesn't make any difference. Yeah, so it was it was a bit too sketchy for me. But then on the fourth session when I finally got a little bit comfortable, yeah. by a little bit comfortable, I mean, I was doing like probably five seconds faster laps than I was previously doing. Mm. So I was nowhere near Mitch's pace. Like you're, you did a 212. Mm. I think I was doing a 221 or 222. So nowhere near your pace. Still, I was still trying to get grips with the car. Um, and so then that, that was a consequence of that spin out and the way that the car was handling throughout the whole night. Yeah. It was just a very, really sketchy and frightening car to drive. So yeah. it makes sense. And then Siraj started getting more comfortable with it when there was a bit more heat yeah. into the tires. But then... You can uh, tell them what happened when yeah, you started getting like, a bit quicker. Literally on the... I still spun out, but <clears throat> I fixed that and then did a lap. And then coming by on the next lap, I literally just went past the pit entry and I was flooring it, obviously. I was like, this is going to be my hot lap. Mm. I'm going to go for it. Just as I'm about to reach the the grid line, like the finish line, start line, Boom. it was just warning lights. So I had battery warning light just come up. And um, and I was like, oh, no, I've got no did alternator. You, did you hear a pop at all? No, no, no. I heard nothing. That's weird. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, oh, the alternator's not working. Um, This is bad. And this is a really long track. Yeah. I think it's like six kilometers or something. Yeah, yeah. The full GP circuit yeah, is it's massive. Yeah, it's huge. Um, Wait, not six Ks. Uh, Four? 4.3 or something like that? I don't know how much it is. I, I will mm. double check. But it, so it's, it's a long track for no alternator It was a long track. Regardless. Yeah, it's like we're doing two and a half minutes. Yeah. Like I was doing two and a half minute laps going decently far, like warm up laps. Yeah. And, um, and oh my God, I was like, oh no, I have no, ba- like no alternator. It's running on purely battery. Mm. Thank God we have a new battery, but I was like, I don't know how long this will last. So I was, I just put my revs yeah. down, turned the lights off and I was just putting it around the track. I was getting overtaken by GT3 RSs, <laughs> yeah. M2s. In beginner group, it makes yeah, no sense. Yeah, yeah. M2s, 86s, like really fast Mustangs and all of those in my little tiny Civic and I was yeah. in fifth gear and I was like, Ooh, I've just got to put around. I don't want the battery. I just did not want to die on the track. I, yeah. Anything I like, I was like, I don't want to be towed off. Just want to make it to the pit entry. Yeah. So I did a whole nother lap. I think it took me three minutes, <laughs> yeah. three minutes, 10 or something, the whole nother lap. And the thing was, we were watching him drive around and we're like, it doesn't look like he's pushing it. Like yeah. he was coming in so hot on that yeah. start of that lap and it's taken him two minutes to get to where he was yeah. like a minute 30 before. Yeah. This is crazy. And then, um, we saw you indi- or not indicate, but we saw you pull into the pits and we're like, ah, yeah. something must definitely be wrong. Yeah. I, I was really hoping it wasn't something serious or yeah. whatever. And fortunately, it wasn't, wasn't too no, bad. No, like we, we, we were like, oh, no, alternator gone, alternator gone. Damn it, damn yeah. it. Um, and then I just looked under the hood and it was just no V-belt there. So, like, obviously the rib belt, I don't know, we shot it out somewhere on the track. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and it blew out the wheel well too. Yeah, it blew out the <laughs> wheel guards and everything, which I will take off now. I yeah. think we don't need them anyway. No, we were never so. planning to run them. Yeah. So we may as well remove them. Yeah. Um, and I think we noticed a tiny bit of oil dripping as well. Yeah. Yeah. By I, the but, end of it. So. And, you know, that's, um, I think it was probably dripping a little bit at Lotto as well. But. Um, was it? I, I don't think it was that bad. I, like, I, I couldn't actually see anything on the ground at Lotto. It's, it's um, weird though, because we checked the engine oil level. And, and it didn't full. leak. And it didn't leak at my workshop either. Yeah. So it didn't leak before. And it doesn't have a under tray, does it? No. Which is weird. Yeah. yeah. So. And it didn't leak on the trailer on the way there. Yeah. The trailer was empty. Like it was fine. Um, it only leaked in the garage after a lap. Yep. And then, and then we were like, oh no. 
Um, and then the funny thing was just at that time when we realized it was leaking, the session was called in because of oil all yeah. over the track. And we're like, oh, shit, like it's going to be us for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's 100% the Civic. It's blown something. Yeah. It's leaking everywhere. But they towed a Mini yeah. away, yeah. Um, which I think was the one that had blown up. Yeah. Um, and fortunately, we actually did three more sessions after yeah. that session yeah. anyway. So it wasn't our car that was leaking a little bit. Yeah. So I think responsible. Uh, if we find time, we'll do maybe we'll do an oil change on Monday or Tuesday next week. Yeah. Um, and we have another track day on Wednesday, so that's yeah. Wednesday well, by week. the time this episode comes out, we will be at the track day. Mm. I think or, another one at or two days to go. This will probably come out on Monday, mm. and um, yeah, on Wednesday we have a track day. Um, everything's yeah super tight at the moment. I was like, we still need to get some bushings. Um, we still need to move some tools over and obviously it's hard to find schedule and yeah. find time. So I'm nine to five and then yeah, exactly. so I was still doing all his uni stuff. So we do yeah. most afternoons that we can at, at his shop, but, um, yeah, it's, it's very hard to coordinate the times. So then the weekends, Siraj works and I don't anymore. So yeah. it's like the one time I get my weekends free now, I can't actually yeah, like, go and do this stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a lot harder to coordinate, but I mean, it's not the end of the world. We, we still have four days and and yeah. um, I think well, we'll four be ready. Days, yeah, four days before we actually take it to Heisman Steering for the yeah. wheel alignment. So yeah. I think that's more the crunch date. The track day itself, if we just had to get the suspension in for the track day, would be yeah. easy. Yeah. But, yeah, we have booked in a wheel alignment on um, Friday at Heisman. So yeah, and today to, is Monday. Monday, yeah. But the next time we work on the car is Thursday. Yeah. So. so, yeah, it's a lot of stuff to put in, but yeah. but doable, I think. Yeah, um, I think so too. I think we have almost everything except for those two bushings. Yeah, correct? which I'm yeah. uh, going to order and pick up uh, probably on Wednesday. Yeah, okay. So I know they have them in stock. I just got to place the order and get them. Awesome um, stuff. But yeah, on the on the track with the with the EG, um, there's one photo of it with uh, a lot of smoke coming out the back and a lot of people thought on the track that it was um, coming out the exhaust and it was the car that was yeah, doing it. Yeah. But the body, the suspension and, the, and everything about the car is so soft when you're going around corners, the back right and the back left just scrub and it actually took a groove out of a brand new tire. Yeah. Probably like, I'd say... Two mils? Yeah, two mil in and probably like five or six mil down. Yeah. It just took this massive like groove out of the tire that we didn't yeah. realize until my second session when they took photos and stuff and there's these plumes of smoke just appearing behind the yeah. car but after every corner. Um, but it was so unsettling because you notice when you're driving the car, you sort of want to... I don't care if the car has a lot of sway when you drive it. That's fine. You can sort of manage that. But when the car is actually bouncing off the yeah, wheel yeah. while it's um, rubbing, yeah. it completely unsettles you. And so like the first session I went out, I did two minutes, 24. And I was like, that is not what I was expecting. I knew there was more time in yeah. it, but I didn't think it was going to be 24 seconds away from the yeah. two-minute barrier. And then the session after that, I went out and did a 212 and I felt there was at least another six or seven seconds yeah. in that again. But just going around the track, you're driving and you're going into turn one, the car's going, ur, 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 yeah. ur, and it just, like you're going 160 yeah. and you're flat and you're turning in because you've got all the grip in the world because the car's on RS4s and it weighs nothing. And then it just starts like bouncing you around the track and it's just so unsettling. So there's a few corners in there where, one, the scrubbing is definitely slowing down the car because it's digging so far into the tire but two yeah. it's just unsettling every single corner yeah and so if we just had you know um oem shocks and springs put back in just newer ones so they're a little bit a little bit yeah. stiffer i reckon yeah it would be a really low 
two minute lap, like a yeah. 205, 204, yeah. something like that for sure, which I think is a better estimate for what a stock yeah. EG could do around there if it was in a little bit better condition. Yeah, I guess. 100%. I, well, I do believe that after the suspension, I'm hoping big things for Ludnam. Like, yeah. I, I want to yeah. set a, I don't know, I want to set a time. Defin- definitely that, under a minute. That we want to beat. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Under a minute. Yeah. We're a 103 with a stock car with um, no suspension and all the weight in it. Yeah, but remember, we only have like 60 horse or something. Yeah, but I feel like Lado's a um, corner, we were, corner yeah, speed track, yeah, you know I what like I mean? Yeah, I feel like it would be good. Like, so, well, recently a YouTuber did a video at Ludnam and they got a 101 with a factory Suzuki Swift Sport. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's also manual. It's small. It makes a little bit more power than us. But suspension-wise, I think it would be much worse than what we are about to put in. Mm. Um, like, sure. we're changing everything. We'll be changing upper... Upper and lower control arms, yep. coilovers. And with, cu- um, like, camber adjustment. Camber adjustment for everything and yep. also brand-new bushings all the brand way around. Bushings, so it'll just be... High rod and brand-new bushings? Well, as in all the arms come with new hardened oh, bushings. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So we're replacing and the, the only arms arm with not, the stock bushing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The only arm we're not replacing is the yeah. trailing arm. One, I'm kind of excited for the tie rod ends. Um, yeah, because we do have a little bit of play in the steering. Yeah, um, I don't think the tie rod ends is the sole reason. I think there's actual play in the in the mm. rack, mm. but that's fine. At least it'll be a little bit better. Yeah, it can't be worse. So yeah, it certainly can't be worse. <laughs> so yeah, it'll be good. Me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, like I said, I'm very, very excited about Lotto because we've been to the track, we enjoyed it, we know what the car can do there, we know how it feels. Yep. Now we're going to have a car with a brand new suspension set up, hopefully aligned um, properly for that. Well, not necessarily for that track, but just aligned properly where we have a bit more camber, we can use the tyre a bit more because yep. we were rolling onto the outside of this stock tyre so much. The car was pitching at like yeah. 10 degrees or something like that. <laughs> Ridiculous. It was literally leaning to the side. Yeah. So we need a little bit more camber and a little bit more stiffness to dial that in. But um, I think as well maybe some uh, sway bars at the rear, maybe a strut brace or something. But thing is, I don't know if it needs to be any stiffer at the rear. I don't think it needs to be stiffer at the rear. Oh, I think let's... At the moment. At the moment, let's just see how we go. Because yeah. I think um, just a stiffer coilover is... Firstly, the brand new coilovers. Yeah, make so like, a big difference. So they'll take a while to wear in as yeah. well. Um, I think it'll be stiff enough, like yeah. plenty stiff. And a little bit of independence is probably a good thing. Like I would rather a little bit of sway. Yeah. Um, I don't even remember if it has a front sway, but I don't think it does. Yeah. I haven't even checked that out. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. sure if we, like our car actually has a front sway bar or not. Yeah. But um. But yeah, I'm I'm keen to see how it goes with the suspension. It is definitely a time crunch to get all that in, and um, yeah, yeah. Fortunately for EGs, most parts are very easily yeah, and accessible cheap. and cheap, and also yeah. like not too hard to install. Like they yeah. usually bolt in pretty easy. Like if yeah. you buy like my WRX, some of the parts you buy for that, they're not an easy fit. Yeah, um, I mean, same as the Evo. Everything, every single thing that I've bought and that's bolt in has not bolted in. Yeah. Has needed actual fabrication or new yeah, yeah, mounts yeah. made. Um, um you know, a bit annoying. The sump that we did mm. on the STI. Yeah. Um, it's a replacement OEM sump that's a little bit larger, and it was so difficult to fit yeah. in. We we're taking exhaust manifolds off. We were taking um, the sump out. We we're taking off like. Um, coolant lines and stuff like that to give us more um, accessibility. Some people have done it on the uh, on the floor of their garage in jack stands, but it is definitely um, a more difficult install. Like it's not for one person. You need a yeah, couple people sure. at least. 
Um, and, you know, even just getting the uh, sealant on top of the sump before you put it in, like, it's just, you don't want to hit it on anything or smear it or whatever. And yeah. it's, it's a very difficult install. And most people say it's an engine out sort of thing. Like, if your engine's out, that's the best time to do your sump when it's exposed. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But um, if you're doing it in the car, you're taking off transmission mounts, engine mounts, lifting it up. It's just, yeah, tricky. But you do it on a EG and it's just yeah easy. Yeah. You can see everything. It's so good. But yeah, I guess boxes are a little bit annoying in some some aspects and yeah. really easy in other aspects. Yeah. yeah, like everything else that's not to do with like engine head or any of that is really easy. Yeah, um, and then everything else is super. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. a bit more difficult for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, enough of yes track nerd talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we have exciting plans. Yeah, so Siraj and I have uh, booked a Japan trip. Yeah, we're going to Japan. And we're also nerds in another way. It's not just truck stuff and car stuff, yeah. but we um we love the Japanese culture uh, yeah, and the yeah. uh, anime in particular. And uh I've never been to Japan, but I desperately so. wanted to go for such a long time. Yeah, like I th- I think I put it off for 3 years now at least. Yeah, I I have to say since I was about 11. Yeah, like I had so tickets a long time. I had tickets booked for April 2020 yeah. and then um covid happened so yeah. obviously we lost out and um that was that and I even though I would prefer to go in April because of cherry blossoms and everything mm. um it's okay like it's it's Summer still will still be really it's nice still a anyway. J- Japan trip and I'm super happy like we're going in the middle of their or not in the middle in the start of their summer yeah. which is um possibly July, yeah hopefully going to be a little bit cooler than their peak summer. Yeah. Um, Cause their peak summer is quite humid and quite be, hot. Don't want to be sweating too much over there. Yeah. You know, yeah. Still I feel like, enjoy it. I feel like we will anyway, but yeah. yeah. Um, well, cherry blossoms just doesn't work out because of uni timetables and everything. It's just so hard. And not to mm. mention people book it so far like in advance. Yeah. And um, even hotels and everything so much more expensive. So um, maybe not for our first trip, but definitely eventually. Yeah. But um. Yeah, I'm super excited to go to Japan. We have a full two week itinerary. Yeah, that I that myself and uh, my girlfriend totally hijacked. Yeah, so we oh, no, weren't no, no, necessarily no. <laughs> planning on going to Japan, and then I found out that Siraj was going to Japan, and then kind of like a little bit of banter to him from, oh, we'll come with you, whatever. And now we're all going together. Yeah. So I feel like I kind of he wanted to go to a lot of places, and um, I didn't really know where to go. And so I was like, I'm happy to go wherever you guys want to go. You book, you choose. We'll just like attend with you because I just want to go and experience yeah. it. So I was hoping not to like hijack his um, his plans and, um, and take him off it. But we did alter the the trip a little bit. So originally we were going from uh, north to, well, I'd say north to sort of southwest, I guess. But we were going sort of stops along the way. Now yeah. we're actually going from Tokyo all the way to Hiroshima yeah. and then working our way back yeah. up. But Which I think is a little bit smarter anyway. Um, but, uh, I, but we still changed it. And I feel kind of right. like... No, that's fine. Like, I, I'm so that. excited to do it yeah. with people. Like, I yeah. think... Um, especially... I think Mitch and I have always... Like, we barely hang out socially. Mm. Every time we do hang out, it's always we're working on something, yeah. right? Like, we're either working on cars. Uh, we were society working on society stuff. stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, Uni, even that... Whatever it might yeah, be. Yeah, even that event we went to the other night was mainly for the society. Yeah. Now we're, like hanging out to do yeah, a recording yeah, yeah. together. It's just like we never hang out socially and I'm yeah. super excited to take a break. I think both of us need a break. Um and this is perfect. Like and it's it's also perfect in the way that like it's it's a it's a good excuse for us to splurge and mm. just 
like chill out? Because we've been working hard for so many years now. Yeah. And I've been working um, pretty much flat out this last year at yeah. a new job full time. Um, like you didn't even take a break from your thesis to your nah. job. Like you were doing yeah. your thesis. Or degree to degree. At your job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so yeah, I've just way. been flat out for about nine years straight since I left school now. Yeah, so. exactly. Same. And I yeah. think like, yeah, my last international holiday mm. was 2018, mm. July, 2018, June, July, 2018. And it was, um, it was going for a wedding. Yeah. So I went for a two week period and it was, it was for a, wedding so it wasn't like i didn't go for just a holiday yeah. i went for a family event and did all that and then the international trip i went on before that i can't even remember so yeah I think and do you find this is the same with you that a lot of the holidays you've been on prior have been with family as yeah, well yeah yeah i think this is my that's first me the one. whole time but like normally even like the 2018 london trip wasn't with family but it was when we got there we met up with family and yeah. then we had um the second half was completely with family so yeah. yes it was it was like eventually it became a family trip. Yeah. Um, whereas this is just us. Yeah, we decide where we want to go. We yeah. decide the timing. We don't wake up at 8 o'clock to I do don't have to show for anyone around. Stuff like yeah. that, you yeah. know. Um, yeah. Although I do like that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, every trip so far that I've ever done has been pretty much with family or it's been guided. So I did like an immersion tour after yeah. I finished school, which was to Vietnam. But I that was through school. Yeah. So they chose where you went. They chose the places that you ate at. Yeah. They chose what activities you did. Um, and it was great for the experience, but I've never actually been able to go overseas and just, I want to go this way today. Or yeah, I want to yeah, go that yeah. way. It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah like I, I'm super excited. And out of all the places, Japan is the perfect place to, to do, do, that do that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, like I would hate to go to Japan with family cause I want to do so much. Like I have packed it in so much. Like yeah. I'm going to make everyone do so much cardio cause I, yeah. I'm like, I've booked out my days. I normally not the fan of traveling this way. I'm yeah. not usually a fan of like wake up at this time, go to this place, go to this place, go to this place, go to sleep kind Otherwise, of thing. Otherwise, how do we get anything done if we don't do that? <laughs> yeah, I. But like you know, like if you go to Bali, for example, mm. it's just a chill holiday. Like yeah. you go to the beach. Certain destinations you go yeah. to chill. Like you to go to chill. Fiji to chill because yeah. you know the Hawaii. island. The island is not enormous, yeah. and if yeah. you go, you know, it's you know there yeah. might be a few local tribes like or something Hawaii like that. But I think. But, like, Japan just has so much to offer mm. and so much that I have an interest in, like, an active interest that I want to pursue that I'm just – we're just going to be busy. I think two yeah. weeks is definitely not enough. I definitely will go again. Like, we will definitely go. I think I still want to go to Ebisu. Mm-hmm. I still want to go to Tsukuba, mm-hmm. like, the actual tracks in Japan. Yeah. Um, and I want to experience Hokkaido. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot, lot more to do. This is just mainly we stick to the – um, to the Tokyo, to Hiroshima, and everything in between. Yeah, Osaka and um, yeah, Kyoto, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, Osaka, Kyoto, Nara, Kobe, um, Nagoya. You know, like yeah, so and lots of car stuff to do there mm. as well. Um, but we want, but also culture. Yeah, like I, I'm just a big fan, very fond of yeah. Japanese culture. Yeah, 100%. So, um, although we'll probably go to an up garage and buy parts and yeah. things like that, I just want to immerse myself in their culture and just see where all this stuff that I love originates from yeah. and, where, and just the, the, you know, the, the feeling and the emotion behind oh, it. I'm almost, so excited. You know? um, I guess like, obviously we've been consuming so much Japan content yeah. that, <laughs> yeah. um, that I've got just... to catch up on before I get there. Otherwise yeah. it's going to be spoilers <laughs> everywhere. But I just want to, um, I just want to live it. Like I feel like I've been consuming it so much on yeah. social media. It's like, interesting. If I, if someone said to me, you have a job over in Japan, it's similar to what you do. Would you take it up? 
probably yeah would. probably would even like, having not been yeah. there or moved there yeah. i just feel like like i i would definitely it. toy with that idea many mm. many times um but like the thing would be for me at least is i have a, i have a dog so i'd have mm. to take the dog there and then mm. you can't bring the dog back cuz australia is really strict with animal um laws about bringing animals into the country even if it's That's just popped into my mind then a weird story about johnny depp trying to bring his dog here. Yeah, yeah, there was yeah. There's a story a while ago yeah, yeah, about yeah. that, and yeah. they just didn't let it or something. Um, yes, like Stupid. yeah, Australia is just super strict when it comes to animal laws, which is fair enough. We have such a unique flora and fauna that I totally understand why they don't want to ruin it, and mm. that's totally understandable. But that means that if I do go over there with my dog, I would have to stay there until um, yeah, yeah, um, and that's that's a big commitment. Big so commitment, yeah. So I would like to try it out first. Go on a, I would say at least four trips before I commit to living there for a certain sure. amount of time. Yeah, you know? I think that's reasonable um, as well. Yeah, I think so. Get to know the or places just, what you enjoy, like where you enjoy. Like if yeah. you like the Tokyo lifestyle of the yeah. Osaka or Kyoto, like which one you actually prefer. Yeah. Or if I do continue my business with like Japanese cars here or Japanese automotive, like I'd like to go there. Um, every three months a year and then I don't have mm. to live there and I'd be just as satisfied yeah. just going there every three months or something yeah. or four months and um, buying parts or shipping a container over or something like that, yeah. which a lot of people do here and it's um, it's very, very profitable and does work out. Um, I don't know if I want to go down that path, but that's, yeah. that's just like, like a, The demand for, it's weird, the demand for EGs, EKs, any sort of, Honda at the moment is kind of crazy. Yeah, it is. Just yeah. because they seem to be one of the sort of cheaper options that you can still modify yeah. and make fast, and people just want to build them. They want to yeah, race yeah, them. Yeah. Well, can't um, buy Silvias cheap anymore. You can't buy Skylines that cheap anymore. No, so, not really. Um, even MX fives now, you can't buy them cheap anymore. No. So what's the, the Honda? Next the Honda's option? left like as one of the cheapest options, definitely yeah. out there. And um, and that's what it used to be like. Although. Prices were a lot lower back in the day, but that's what it always used to be like. Hondas were always the cheapest mm. option because one, they were mass produced way more than everything else. Like you can buy a stock base model grandma Civic mm. and love it and enjoy yeah. it, right? Yeah. There's no such thing as a base model Skyline. Yeah. Like er- everyone you're buying a Skyline off bought it because it was their fun car. Yeah. Yeah, like even if they not many family daily driven GDRs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, so I'm sure there's a few out there, but yeah, yeah not not as many as there's Civics, of course. Um, Preludes, Integras were a little bit more sporty, but same thing. I think it's also their price point new. Yeah, they were always like either the first car or like an early car for young adults. Yeah, you know, um, people who don't have families yeah. basically. Yeah, and then. We are we are basically the same people. We are the demographic, so that's why we see it a little bit more now. Finally, coming back because at one point Skylines became the more desi- the more desirable because they just became almost the same price. Mm. Where you were like, oh, I just have to spend three or four grand extra yeah, and I can buy I a, get Skyline. a Skyline. Like, yeah, why would I buy a Honda Civic when I can spend two grand more and buy a Skyline, like a GTT yeah. or something like that, GTST? But yeah. now things have gone back <clears> to yeah, good luck. Things have gone back to normal where. Now the Civics are worth as much as the Skylands used to be. But the Skylands are worth the, twice as much. Yeah, yeah, the Skylands are what the Integra used to be brand new. So yeah. massive yeah. difference. Um, yeah, that's why I think Hondas are, Hondas are really good. And like the last episode was just K cars and why you should have really cheap cars 
yeah, and have fun with them rather than have one expensive car. It's just, it just makes more sense from a car enthusiast point of view. Um, although obviously, if you don't have space to keep cars at home, that's mm. different. But then K cars are really good for that because they're super small; they can fit literally yeah. anywhere. You can in a one car garage probably fit two K cars. Yeah, and yeah. um, and that's that's and just they're amazing. all over Japan. They're so popular. Yeah, and they're used every day. Yeah. Um, I guess I don't know if this is the if this is true or not, but I I would assume that the general population in Australia would be a bit larger than the general population in Japan. So the K car, for example, for my dad who's six foot five is probably yeah. not an option. Yes. I, so I may, maybe, maybe in that instance that yeah. for that, for that demographic, it works better. Yeah. I'm not saying it's but, for everyone, Yeah, but, um, but at the same time, I, I have friends, I have a mate who's two meters tall and drives a MX-5 yeah. NB. Yeah. And, um, is that is that Daniel? Daniel, yeah, With yeah. his head sticking out the yeah, top. Yeah, literally, yeah. Like his head touches the roof. But he still loves it. And yeah. he loves it. Um, eventually modified it a little bit, so he's got um, hardly, no no sliders, anything, just like hardly a seat rail and yeah. just a bucket seat like bolted yeah, to the yeah, floor, yeah. basically, all the way back, all Makes the way down. And, um, and he fits a lot nicer yeah. now. And um and his brother, who's also two meters tall, drives an FDRX7. And yeah. man, I struggle to fit in an FDRX7. Like yeah. my knee hits the steering wheel, my head with a helmet touches the roof. Yeah. So I don't know how he does it. Yeah. And <laughs> and um I've been in uh, Tom DeCarrier's one. We went yeah. on the track, and it's got the Recaro bucket seats. Yeah. And I'm not that tall. I'm five foot nine, but I've got relatively wide shoulders. I went yeah. into the seat. And I was sitting yeah, there yeah. just going, holy shit, like, how would you us. daily this? Yeah. It's tight for yeah. us, let alone people who are way taller. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit crazy. I do understand. Um, but, yeah, I, I think we're really excited for the Japan trip. Mm. Um, I cannot wait. Unfortunately, I still have half a semester of uni to go before mm. the holidays. So I, um, as much as I want to look forward to it, I have a lot standing in my way yeah. um, of work, like a lot of work standing in my way. So. I don't want to focus on it too much and take away from the fact that I gotta yeah actually take my time with uni and do it properly yeah rather than just try and get to the other side. I've also found that we have so many uh, little milestones that we're trying to achieve in between that trip for like the civic and whatever. Yeah, and it's actually making the time go a lot slower because I'm yeah. so excited for the next track day, the next yeah. time we're working yeah. on the car that those two or three days in between seem really, really slow. And then I look at how many days until Japan. I'm like, has it only been three days? Yeah, yeah. What the hell? I'm yeah. just trying to get and through. Like, and-, and like sometimes you, that's like that's all you look forward to. Yeah. Like Mitch was really looking forward to working on the car today because yeah. that's what we planned. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Then, um, and then I had a uni meeting that just popped up and I forgot about and um, and it had to be done Yeah. Um, because it was for my subject. And then I was like, Mitch, we can't work on it today. And Mitch was like, what? What do you mean? Yeah. And then he was like, no, I work all night. And yeah. I was like, you have work tomorrow, Mitch. And he's like, so? I would yeah. rather work on the car. And I was like, yeah. no, Mitch, we cannot, that's not a healthy lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and we literally had a, like an argument over this today. Yeah. And I was like, Mitch, it's just one day. We can yeah. we can do it later in the week. We don't have a time yeah. crunch. And you were like, I was looking no. forward to it since like the Friday yeah. when you said, no, we can do, because it was originally supposed to be, 
were supposed to go Thursday or Thursday or Friday last week. We were supposed to go. Yeah. And he said, "Hey, I've got some, you know, family stuff. Whatever I've got yeah. on." I was like, "Yeah, no worries." Like, I just finished the track day, so I was still a bit buzzed from the yeah. track day. It was all right. He goes, "We'll do it on Monday." I was like, "Sweet, yeah. lock it in Monday." And then, <laughs> and then it gets like Saturday. I was like, oh, "I want to work on the car so bad." Yes, yeah. Sunday. I was like, "Oh my god, it's tomorrow. This is so good." And it gets to Monday, and he's like, oh, "It's like at maybe four o'clock or something, or three o'clock, just before I was yeah. about to leave work." Um, and he goes, oh, do you mind if we move it back? And I was like, no, I was looking forward to this for like five days. Yeah. <laughs> Mitch was like foaming at the mouth yeah. like, no, yeah. um, I'm working on the car. So, yeah, well, then we pushed it back another three days. Yeah. But, we, like, look, it's not that big of a deal. I just get really excited about work yeah. on it because um, I don't have the space to do it at home because my dad's yeah. car's in the garage. Yeah. The garage is completely chocker full full of stuff. I think that's and, the number one problem with all car enthusiasts. It's always yeah. space. Like, yeah. the amount of space a car takes, right? Like, if you're working, if you're a motorbike enthusiast, for example, right? Mm. You can fit, like, a motorbike in your single garage with a car next to it. Like, My girlfriend's dad has four motorbikes in the yeah. garage, and they're all accessible, and they can yeah. easily be driven out. Easy, yeah. They're so good. You just move it around. You can even work it on the street and then yeah. roll it back into the garage, yeah. right? It's not that and hard. And literally roll it, too. Like, although it might be two or 300 kilos for the bike, if yeah. it's, like, a tour or something, but you can still roll it. Yeah. It's quite hard, even if the car's 800 kilos, yeah, to yeah. roll it if it's on a slight hill, you know yeah, what I mean? Exactly, like, it's yeah. not It's not it's as not easy the same as a bike, thing, yeah. yeah. And then if you want to move it up, like you can literally ratchet strap a bike up a hill. If you need to. Yeah. yeah whereas a car, like it's a yeah. lot harder. Yeah, like you yeah, need yeah. another car to ratchet strap it up. You can't just have a one person pulling it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So um, space is always hard. They take a lot of space. Even go-karting is a lot easier. Yeah. I was talking to a few people and they were like, nah, just sell your cars and just buy go-karts and race them. It's interesting. I've always thought about, doing that because the go-karts like you said are way way easier and yeah. the maintenance is so cheap yeah like a set of tires is like 200 bucks yeah and you and if you're just taking it to the track to drive around you're not competing and you're just doing like little track days yeah you, you'll keep a set of tires for six months yeah yeah and you'll get in a track day every month yeah you know what i mean or even twice a month because yeah. you can go on the weekends super simple um and you know a sprocket is like 15 dollars. yeah and a chain is like 20 bucks and readily available and yeah you just go i don't have to go to 30. japan yeah yeah. Um, yeah you don't have to go to japan for a part for something yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, it's pretty good it's it's a good idea but uh, there's just something lacking yeah um because most go-karts as you would as you would know probably is that they're direct drive so there's no gearing, there's no shifter, yeah. there's no clutch. You just have like a starter motor and you just roll yeah. and that's it. Um, and if you want to go to like a DD2 or like a um, top of the range uh, shifter cart, yeah. um, like a KZ1 or a KZ2, you're paying almost like 20 grand. So it's like 10 grand for the engine. Yeah. It's like almost 10 grand for the cart. Um, unless it's secondhand, you might get it for like 12 or something. But yeah. you could buy three Civics for 12 grand. Yeah, you're paying it's like, car prices yeah, at that point. And it then... becomes a car then. It's like, well, what point do you swap over? Like, yeah. I want to be able to shift and use my uh, left foot for the clutch and change gears. Also, you I can can't... take passengers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's and a lot more fun. It's also probably a little less dangerous in a car than it is in a go-kart. If you're on a in, on a KZ1 kart and you're going 160. That's true. That's and true. you come out and you crash and you come off, that's pretty full on. If yeah. you're going... 120, 130 in a car, at least you might have some airbags, you might yeah. have some sort of roll cage or something. It's yeah. a bit easier. But, yeah, you've got to weigh Big those things up. Yeah. Cost, safety, uh, enjoyment. Yeah. But, but, like, in that way, if it was, I don't know, like an um, – what's a, what's a car that everyone does track? Um, 86, let's mm. say 86. Let's say comparing an, an old 86 to a go-kart, 
you would lean towards the go kart. It totally yeah. makes sense. The go kart's a lot cheaper, like yeah. in maintenance and in initial buying. I even picked if up it's my first ever go kart for a thousand bucks. Yeah, even if it's worked. the crazy shifter cart, it will still be cheaper than yeah. an eighty six, right? And like mods for an eighty six, and it would be faster than an eighty six mm. too. Not having a dig at eighty six owners, but most go karts, the power to weight ratio is insane, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, whereas if you're comparing it to what we do, like with the Civic, it actually way in favor with the Civic. Like I can mm. buy a Civic, I can buy all the mods suspension-wise that I need. You don't need to do an engine to have fun. Mm. Um, even a, like, yeah, you just don't need it. Like even a go-kart, you're not going extremely fast. And I think you can have just as much fun in a Civic as you can in a go-kart, even yeah. with a stock engine. Um, so you would do suspension and you would do, you buy a trailer and you're pretty much done. Like, like I reckon you could go... Civic, like an EG or an EK, whatever. Yeah. Trailer, um, all the suspension mods that I've purchased. Yeah. Strip out all the interior, sell it. Yeah. And then do the sound editing, whatever you want. Buy a seat. You could get all that. I reckon between nine and ten grand. Yeah, which is the same like, as a good shifter cart. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. And then your EG is now, you know, a good quality yeah. track car to have fun in, and you can probably. And you'll if be you safer. don't strip it all out, yeah. if you decide not to strip it out, you can probably still drive it to the track and race and drive it back yes, rather yes. than trailer it to the track yeah. with a go-kart and trailer it back or put it in the yeah. ute or whatever. Or you can, like, especially with EGs because they're old enough, you can put them on historic yeah, rego yeah, and then yeah. that way it's $50 a year yeah. for rego and CTP, which is compulsory yeah. in New South Wales um, in Australia. So. Basically, yeah. So fifty bucks a year, and you can drive it to and back from the track, yeah. and and do whatever you like. And yeah. I don't see anyone having sixty track days a year. I think that's a bit insane. <laughs> yeah. um, and because you can drive a car sixty times a year on historic retro. Yeah. So if it's dedicated track car, but even even thirty track days a year do, is a lot. Yeah, hundred percent. That's a lot. <laughs> Once a month is yeah. a lot. Yeah. I'd say ten to fifteen track days is still. A lot. A lot. Yeah, yeah. Like one a yeah. month almost. Yeah, if it's anything more than one one a month, I would say that's a lot. Like yeah. um, not many people we know that would do that. Yeah, well, I yeah, I don't know anyone that does one a month. No. Nah, uh, and, yeah. and, you know, if you're in a race series, it's usually the race series maybe goes for a few months. Yeah. And then it stops. Yeah. And then, you know, it, it might, yeah, be, even most might be race eight series, track days or whatever, but then there's no more after that for the rest of the yeah, year. Yeah, most race series. series are like eight track days, yeah. eight rounds a year, so yeah. which is um, which is the normal amount, I would say. Mm. And then if you go and practice on top of that, so you may be squeezing in 12 yeah. a year, which is normal. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. So I think, of, I think the... If you're going down that path, if you want to have a car that you can drive there, definitely go for like a cheap Honda or Toyota or whatever, Yaris even, whatever. Um, but then if you want to, um, I don't know, maybe also be a bit more competitive, you go the go-kart route and yep. you have like a cheaper go-kart, um, but you just need to have something that can take it there. Hopefully you've got a ute, so you can chuck it in the back of the ute. You don't yeah. need a trailer. Or even a big SUV. Yeah, big SUV. Yeah, yeah. you'd fit um, it. Probably Which, just take the wheels off and throw it in, and then put. The I'm not. I'm not on. including the SUV because both of them will need it. Like a car trailer will need it. Yeah. Well, something that can tow with, and same as a go kart, you'll yeah. need something that can tow with it. Um. So yeah, like yes, it is cheaper to maintain in the long term. It'd be cheaper, but in the short term, sometimes it's more fun and cheaper to have. In our example, a Civic, yeah. which is just yeah. a lot cheaper. And the other. Um, uh, beneficial thing is that my dad's actually bought a brand new Isuzu D-Max. Yeah. So I never uh, had a car that I could tow with beforehand. And this has been like 
an absolute revelation. Yeah. And you can just chuck everything in the boot. You can pull it closed or in the tray, I should say, now not the boot because yeah. it's a ute. Got to get used to the terminology. Yeah. Um, and then just hook up the trailer and it just drives like there's nothing attached. Yeah. I know the car's pretty light anyway. It's only like eight or 900 kilos, yeah. but it just, it does it easy. Yeah, it was pretty so, good. Um, I could never do that before. Like we had to actually drive the Civic to the track or something like that. Or if we wanted to do anything with it, we had to drive yeah. it. So yeah, now it's easy and you know, it doesn't destroy your Jeep now. Yeah. You know? Um. Yeah. I think all up, like it's, it's, it's pretty good to have a cheap car that you yeah. just thrash around. And it's also the mental, mental thing. Like if, if we do throw it into a wall, mm. um, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. It feels like you're crashing a go-kart. Yeah. Though, almost. Yeah. It's like, like I can also probably get a sturdy. Like the, like the older the car is usually the sturdier it is. Um, because they didn't care about crumple zones and they didn't care about being light with, alloy and saving costs back in the day. Plastics everywhere. It's yeah. Just metal. Yeah, it was it was a lot more sturdier. So even if you do crash it into a wall, it'll be a fender, yeah. a door, you know, and you yeah. replace it and you go back. Yeah. It's not a chassis yeah. gone unless unless you're doing something stupid, which you can't in a Civic anyway. Yes. Yeah, How fast can I possibly do? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um worst case scenario, bend the radiator like support a little bit. And like, then as can a track bend it back. car, bend it back. Yeah, you can bend it, it back matter. and just go again, and that's that's it. And the new bumper is like sixty bucks, which is what I said yeah. in the last last episode. So it's super good. You know and what's interesting as well about that track day was how I got dive bombed. I didn't bring up before. Oh yeah. So, um, I guess in most cases when you're on a track, yeah. you would wait for the person sort of in front to signal with their arm. I mean, every track is a bit different. Some say use your indicator. Some say whatever. But yeah, yeah. Most of them say use your arm and you point in the direction that you want the person to go. Um. And you never overtake someone on the apex of a corner. Yeah, 100%. And, and well, you certainly don't do it on a standard yeah. daily driven car track day. You do yeah. it maybe in a competitive 86 um, racing series or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like a maybe. time trial event or regularity. Like yeah. That's different, but this and, was just an average. And when people okay. take their dailies to these sorts of events, like that's usually their only car. Yeah. So if they crash it, then you know it's, it's a massive uh, impact to them. And I was coming down onto one of the corners turning right and I could like, I put these fake Ganador mirrors on the EG. (laughs) Worst thing I've ever done. You can't see anything, right? (laughs) You can see a little bit out of the right one. You can see like a light in the top left corner and the left one. Um, And uh, I saw in my rear view mirror, the 86 behind me would have been maybe 30, 40 meters behind me. And I've gone wide to hit a late apex and this white 86 has just come shooting down the inside and overcooked the turn as well. So he's come quite wide. Yeah. And I see him just as I'm about to turn in, have to turn back the other way. Yeah. And, um, yeah, just like not expecting at all yeah. for someone to dive bomb you on a track day, especially at Eastern Creek of yeah. all things. Um, and, yeah, just completely undertook, then took off. And, I like, I wasn't going fast enough to really sort of crash or anything, but it really put me off my line, had to swerve back in. Then I was like, kind of lost my bearings. I was like, crap, I almost had a crash. Yeah. Where am I? Where are the other cars? Is there more coming? And then he actually came around to our um, pit garage and um, and apologized, which is I really appreciate that. But um, yeah, I just said to him like, you know, you shouldn't yeah. really be undertaking people, uh, you know, through the middle of a. I corner think it was his first track, track day. day as well. Yeah, um, and he had a brand new GR eighty six. Yeah, that's a fifty five thousand dollar car. Yeah, compared to our like five thousand yeah. dollar car. If you break that, was- I go home and you know fix my EJ and yeah. don't register it ever again and keep racing with it, and you now have. A written off yeah, $55,000 car. car. Like, Literally brand new. Like yeah. They only started getting delivered like 
end yeah. of last year, start of this year. So yeah, it's it, insane. Um, at least he did apologize, and mm. I hope he learned his lesson and he's yeah. never going to do that again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Eastern Creek. I didn't even have to signal people to overtake me. It was just every single time there was a straight, someone would just yeah, which is what I was expecting. Walk past me, wait yeah. for the corner, and then just pass me on the yeah. straight. No yeah. worries, yeah, no sweat. But yeah, to be undertaken on a corner, yeah, I've I've, I've never been dive bombed before like that. Maybe in go karting, never never in a car, never never at a track day. No. Yeah, never, never never at a track day. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I just scared found that it's like, we were all scared. Like we we were. We were spectating from a rooftop. Yeah, pretty we much just, everyone saw it. As yeah, well, we which were just like, "Oh thing. my god, what is that guy doing?" Yeah, there's a um, photo of it as well. Yeah, the day, which yeah, there was really a full funny. photo of yeah. before the dive bomb, during the dive bomb, and after yeah. the dive bomb was so funny. And you funny. just see my car go. Ah. Yeah, yeah. So that photographer yeah. was really ready for a crash. I think, like, yeah, he was, he was preempted it, all ready for a crash, and he was like, "I will take every single action shot of this yeah. car crash." Just burst mode, just yeah, like twenty photos, and say, like, "Ah, oh, they didn't crash." Yeah, and um. Yeah. yeah, thankfully nothing happened. Thankfully you saw it like last second. We saw you turn in, look at and like looking you were for the so apex, and you were like, "Whoa!" And it turned out, yeah, yeah. <laughs> look for the apex <laughs> and see a wheel and go. That shouldn't be there. What the hell? Yeah, and you can like. There's so much. Um, there's so much expressions, like like literally like facial expressions of the Civic because you can see because it, it tilts so much. <laughs> the s- slightest like steering input in the whole car will yeah. tilt the other way or the other yeah. way. Got- so you can tell what input and what throttle you're putting in just <laughs> based on how much the car's moving around yeah. on the track. And then you just see the car look like it's been hit by a wave and go yeah. this way and then yeah. this way and then this so way we, again. Like every single panic you had there, yeah. like we could see it. <laughs> so like, visible. So visibly see it, yeah. <laughs> Um, oh I, yeah that yeah i just felt um yeah just in all sorts just yeah. was not expecting it and just scared the crap out of yeah, me yeah. i was really frightened because that would have been my first ever incident on a track yeah, yeah and i've been driving on the track for five or six years now well, i hope we never have an incident yeah, on track yeah. yeah like it's um it's definitely scary yeah There's i have no, spun out before that was less scary. i have spun out yeah many times as you as you've seen yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. um yeah. but yeah I, I never thought i'd spin out in a Civic. Yeah, yeah. Like understeery Civic. Yeah. Well, ours, is, ours isn't understeery, yeah. but you would expect a Civic to be a little bit understeery. At that point, I would oversteer. rather it understeer. I know I usually always say, like, I'd rather the car oversteer or whatever, but... Definitely I, not in this case. Not in this case. This was just too sketchy to oversteer. Yeah. Um, I would definitely rather it understeer a little bit yeah. than oversteer a lot of bit. Yeah. 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 I'm frustrated that I, I brought my GoPro down, but it... This is an old battery and a slightly older GoPro, yeah. and it just well, said it was a, out of battery. And I, I wish I'd yeah. had like video of that. Whole I'll have the GoPro well. set up for London, so the yeah. next track table will have the full GoPro set up. Yeah. I just didn't bother with this one because I was like, it's at night time. I didn't, like yeah, GoPro. Maybe you won't be able to see as much with the light glare. Yeah, GoPro as well. night visibility is really shocking. So, like, yeah, you would have seen the track a little bit, but you wouldn't have seen like your incidents or anything. So then it just becomes boring footage. Yeah, yeah. Of yeah, just yeah. light after light after light. You you won't be able to know when you're breaking or anything. Yeah. So so I just didn't bring it. I was like, it's I don't think it's worth it too much. But um, but definitely next time because yeah. next time's during the day, so it'll yeah. be it'll be a lot easier to see and a lot fun. And I love the fact that now that I'm working full time, I can take an annual leave day and go to a track day. Yes. Like, and get paid. Like, what the hell? Yeah. So I good. never used to be able to do that. Yeah. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. Like, you'll get paid for a little bit of the Japan holiday, which I know. is. Yeah, uh, I'm hoping all of it. Amazing. I'm hoping uh, I get the. Because I've been there for a year now, so I should have. Yeah. Just under a year full time. So I should have, you know, more than two weeks saved up by then. So. I gotta. I gotta save up. 
yeah so much before I go. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have no choice. And <laughs> but oh well, like we we took the dodgy flights as well, so we got a thirteen hour layover in Cairns. Yeah, I can't believe that. So it was a lot cheaper, which is which works yeah. for us, and yeah. we're okay with it. But yeah, um, and it's during the night too. That's the annoying bit. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, so you're in Cairns overnight. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and then we leave at like eleven o'clock the next morning. I guess just pay. Like I think it's like fifty dollars or forty dollars for the lounge. Mm. Pay for the lounge and just have yeah, a snooze. yeah, and just snooze there for sure. Yeah, that's probably because we were looking at all these places to stay just locally around the airport. There's yeah. nothing directly in the airport at Cairns that you yeah. can stay at, and all the other ones are okay, but they're like a hundred dollars a night. Yeah. and it's like, well, what's the point of doing that when we, you know, we both have to pay, and then all of a sudden, like. This money, the money that we saved on the plane trip is not as much yeah. then. What's the point? Yeah. So, yeah, we'll just and sleep like, in, the, in the airport. And, like, for 13 hours, it's not worth yeah. too much. Yeah. yeah. And and also taxi well, there, taxi you back, are, Uber, yeah. whatever it is, and more yeah. money. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, we got returned to um, Japan for 1200 bucks, which I think in that in the time frame that we're booking, yeah. it's so short beforehand yeah. that it was, yeah. it was not too bad. Um, me being the broke person actually went the other way. Like, my... My partner and I chose um, a non-stop flight there, so we mm. paid a lot more. Mm. Um, at least you get there in the single day, and then yeah, I know I keep like, telling myself that. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, it was very expensive. Um, but that's that's like that extra money was like our entire accommodation yeah. cost, for example. But mm. um, nonetheless, I think if anything, I would like to go like broke on and splurge on is Japan. So I'm super excited. Yeah, like, yeah I, of course. I'm, Super excited to go to Japan. I've been wanting to go for way too long and just mm. haven't had the chance. So this is perfect. Yeah. Like I wouldn't have regretted spending a bit more money to fly there. And, you know, nah, it definitely doesn't not. really bother me. But um, I'm just a little bit of a cheapskate with some things. <laughs> so I like, you know, if if someone says you have to sleep for 13 hours in cans, I'd be like, eh, yeah, whatever. whatever. I just save like a thousand bucks. Like yeah. that's worth it. No worries. Super fun. Yeah. Um, super glad. I will take, obviously, uh, my camera. Yeah. And I'm... I'm like I'm I'm making like a shopping list in my head of all the stuff I want, and like um, to buy over there or to yeah do? to buy over there, as well like a lot of things that are obviously Japanese made will be cheaper mm. in Japan, um so we might be able to get a new camera if if it's if yeah, it's a good deal, true. Um, there's a few things that we might be able to get. Jamie and I might just get one of those like portable ones, like the little um, po- sorry not portable Polaroid Polaroid Nuki's taking ones. Polaroid yeah, yeah so we will be we nice, have a Polaroid nice anyway so it'll be um, it'll be super good yeah super keen yeah Um. so yeah I think you just if you guys just buy film then we can just share the one camera yeah. it's the same thing yeah, yeah and sure. um, the only thing I have to figure out is if we want to do if you and I want to do different adventures to the girls then um, that's a good thing right it's um. I think that's the one benefit of going almost as like a couple's trip. Yeah, yeah. Is that my girlfriend and your girlfriend get along really well. Yeah. And so if, for example, we want to go see like um, a one-piece exhibition <laughs> yeah, or whatever, we can do that and the girls can go, well, we're going to go over here. Yeah, yeah. And it's not leaving anyone alone. Like yeah, exactly. Like with yeah. a friend or whatever. And I think good. that's a really um, massive benefit of going yeah. together. 100%. Um, because although I've tried my hardest to get Jamie into some sort of anime and watching this, it's like she started watching Dragon Ball with me the other day, which is really cool. And she's yeah. actually asking to put more episodes on. Um, and because it reminds her of like kids' cartoons and she's a oh, primary yeah. school teacher, yeah, she yeah. sort of has some relatability to it. Um, but she cool. doesn't she doesn't like watching lots of anime and I do. And I like Pokemon yeah, and yeah. sort of stuff. So when yeah. I go there, I want to go and do those things. I know she won't want to. And yeah. if 
your girlfriend doesn't want to do that either, then they can go yeah. and do I'm something just way going more through, enjoyable. I'm just going through all of One Piece, like trying to watch all of One Piece, and yeah. I've just like I can I can understand sometimes like the anime pacing is a little bit yeah. slow. Like I think the last fifty episodes and like in in the actual anime, only two hours have passed. So it's like not much has happened yeah, <laughs> at yeah. all. But that's also how One Piece has been written. A yeah, bit yeah. As well. it's a little bit slower yeah, than some of the other it's ones. A little so bit slower. Hence the over a thousand episodes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is, I took on the challenge, so I will, I will complete the challenge. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'll get up uh, high up enough to date. I don't think not, I'll be up to date by to Japan. Date no way. But um, that's all right. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I know what shirts I'm going to pack as well. I've got like a Dragon Ball Z shirt, I've got like a Pikachu shirt, <laughs> well, you can just I've got buy a Snorlax shirt that says like not today and all that sort yeah. of stuff. Like, yeah. I'm Part of be... me was like, I kind of want to take clothes that I want to throw away so I can buy new clothes there and just throw my oh, clothes away. that's really smart. Yeah. Um, I didn't think about that. Anything that I don't fit into like perfectly, like anything that I need to throw away, maybe I Dude, wear those. Dude, that's so smart. I didn't even think about and that. And then I'll just throw them away there and buy new clothes there. Cause, um, uh, so I can just wear all the crap that I was going to throw to Vinny's anyway. Yeah. And just... I don't know what I'll do with it. They just leave it in the. They have charity. Charity, yeah. I don't know. Surely they have charity bins too. Yeah, um, charities are worldwide. I would say. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. hope so. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's so true. And then I can just pack all the stuff that I buy. Oh, Siraj, what the hell? Yeah, that's clever. See. Yeah. Um, See, I wouldn't have thought about that. I would have gone there and then so tried to pack in extra shirts yeah. and my seven kilos. Would I don't have know if that's a good luggage. thing or a bad thing. Like, I don't, I don't have that much money to spend. I'll just go I'm, there with, like, one shirt. But in my head, I have plans to spend a lot of money that I don't have. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going to yeah. happen. Um, yeah. But, yeah, um, I, think that's, I think that's that for this week. And um, thank you very much for listening. Mm, thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you for coming on. Um, it. We started off with a lot of nerd talk and mm. then... We got a little bit more excited travel about Japan. Talk. Yeah, yeah, travel yeah, talk, yeah. which is cool. We'll um, start with a nerd talk. Yeah, yeah. A travel talk is good because I think I'm going to be excited about this for however many episodes are coming out yeah. between now and we go to Japan. So um, you're going to hear it a lot. I'm going to be excited to watch this back and see what came to fruition. Yeah. Like we're talking about the Civic, we're talking about the trip and what we've done. That's Can't true. wait to do like a recap thing. So yeah. we just came back and I lost all my shirts, but I've got all these new ones. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, that's true. It's actually. Be good. Um, yeah, stay tuned for that. That'll be end of July. Mm. And, um, yeah, I'm super keen. So, yeah, thank you all for listening. Um, follow us on Instagram, which is the Automotive Society underscore. Uh, you can give us an email with um, any photos or any questions that you have, which is the Automotive Society at Outlook.com. And, um, yeah, enjoy. We'll see you next time. See you later.